Hello and thanks for listening to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the contributors and not necessarily those of either Beyond Radio or of Morecambe Football Club. This podcast has reached tens of thousands of people so far this season. If your business would like to reach those people in an extremely cost-effective way, you can drop me an email for more details to dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Salmon as in the fish. Or you can send me a private message on Twitter at DP Salmon. You can also support this podcast and our Shrimps Live full match commentaries on Kofi at co-fee, that's co with a K, dot com forward slash Shrimps Live. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Hello, thanks for choosing the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hi from Dave Salmon. Hope your Christmas festivities are going fantastically well so far, whatever it is you might be up to. So no game for the Shrimps this Boxing Day. Then the match against Bolton Wanderers postponed due to coronavirus cases in the Wanderers camp. So we are next in action on Wednesday the 29th of December. Back at the Mazuma Stadium for a vital clash in League One against Crew Alexandra. On the way in a couple of minutes, we'll be talking to Stuart Price. Stuart is the host of the Railway Men podcast, a Crew Alexandra superfan, the perfect person to get the full lowdown on Dave Artel's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Wednesday, all things being equal, of course. But before that, no highlights, of course, to bring you. We would normally review the game just gone by but uh, without a game for the shrimps this boxing day i thought it would be a good opportunity for a little christmas present cole stockton of course has been the main man for morgan this season 16 goals to his name in all competitions and here on shrimps live it has been an absolute honor and a privilege to commentate on them And it's Cole Stockton who writes his name into Morecambe FC folklore. Mistake by Ipswich Town, Stockton is going to take it around the keeper and yes. he's going to make it 2-1 to the Shrimps. He pulls it back and he's going to lower that. Yes! Cole Stockton to smash the ball into the net and score the equaliser for the Shrimps. Oh, it's it! And it's smashed home from five yards out and it's that man, Cole Stockton. Stockton looking to uh, maybe do shades of Ipswich Town, Stockton! Yes! What a goal! Net King Cole! Stockton's in the box, Stockton! Yes! Come on! Stockton finds the back of the net and equalises for the shrimps on the hour mark! Cole and Stockton! And Elijah's flag has stayed down and Stockton makes it a magnificent seven for the season! What's he done? Cole Stockton! No! What's he done here? Cole <laughs> <Paul> Stockton! <laughs> I cannot believe what I have just seen! just saw the keeper on the edge of his area and he just lifted it over him. Lovely ball through to Cole Stockton. Great chance here for the Yes, come on! Mistake from Cole Stockton. Cole Stockton might have a lucky bounce to the ball. Yes! Has buried it! Stockton, oh yes! Come on! Cole, a finish of a man in form. He picked the ball up, bulldozed his way past one tackle and then from 25 yards 
just buries it in the bottom corner. Oh, Tomoy O'Connor and the ball is indeed in the back of the net. And it's Cole Stockton's 12th goal of the season. That's his first one with his head. And then Stockton, yes, he's found the back on. of the net with an absolute peach of a goal as he rifles a first-time right-footed volley into the back of the net. Stockton shows great physicality. Oh, he's going to shoot the goal. Yes! Yes! Ridiculous! Absolutely brilliant! Cole Stockton won the penalty. He's now going to take the penalty. He's yes, going to score the penalty straight down the middle from Cole the goal. What a season it has been for Cole Stockton so far. An absolute delight to be able to commentate on Shrimps Live on all of Cole's goals. So no game on Boxing Day due to the postponement against Bolton Wanderers. So, all things being equal, we'll be next in action back at the Mazuma on Wednesday, the 29th of December. It's a 7.45 kickoff if you were thinking of heading down. Full match commentary on Beyond Radio, on FM, on DAB+. And, of course, you can listen and watch via iFollow Shrimps as well if you're not heading down to the game. Crew Alexandra, the opponents in a vital League One clash at the Mazuma and ahead of the game I've been talking to the host of the Railway Men podcast and uh, Crew Alexandra super fan Stuart Price to get the full inside track from Stuart on all things Crew Alexandra ahead of the game on Wednesday. So Stuart thank you for coming on it looks very warm and sunny where you are uh, another overseas uh, fan tell us where you are. Hi, uh, yeah, I actually uh, live and work in Dubai. So, yeah, it's a little bit sunnier uh, out here than I believe it is back in England right now. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not going to be getting a white Christmas in a couple of days, that's for sure. No, no. I think something's gone wrong if it snows here. <laughs> so, our League One campaigns, suffice to say, it's not quite going to plan so far for either side. Um, no, I think... Um, if you'd have asked us at the start of the season where we saw ourselves finishing, it would probably be around the same place as last year, maybe slightly lower with the with the players that we lost in the summer. Uh, but we comfortably mid-table last year. And I think there was uh, the feeling that that would be about where we were again this year. The reality is that we've, we've been nowhere near. You know, we're bottom. Um, um, you know, without going too negative too early, comfortably one of the worst teams in the division from what I've seen from the other teams you know it's it's been really really dire at times I mean we've been uh, having our own troubles of course I suppose it's easy to say if you're a if you've been super super positive it's easy to say we've been unlucky we've been in we've, we've narrowly lost a lot of games but are you saying that that's not quite the case I suppose halfway through the season it, it, it evens itself out doesn't it and you are where um, you are in, if you were to take individual games there are some where you could say oh I think we deserved a point there or oh I think we should have done more or we could have got one back earlier and then but Tally that up over 22, 23 games that we played this year. We've won three league games. You know, that's not a run of bad luck. That is an inability to compete at the level that we're in. Um, 
so yeah, whilst there is maybe the case to say one or two points we should have got that we didn't get, you know, we lost 4-0 against Sunderland. We've lost, I mean, we've lost most of our games, just trying to think which ones to pick out. Um, but we, we've lost quite a few comprehensively where it, we've gone behind and you might as well, for me, for me, it's you might as well turn the telly off. But for people who are actually in the UK and are going to games, it's, you might as well go and get a pint because you know that that's it, the game's over, um, especially at the start of the season. Uh, I was talking to one of the commentators for the, the crew I follow, yeah. and he thinks that they've bottomed out now. He thinks that they've, they're on the upward curve again. Um, I don't know. You know, we played okay against um, Gillingham. We, we beat Lincoln, uh, albeit a very depleted Lincoln, with two penalties to win 2-0. But then we aren't building on those results. It's the same as when we played Morecambe at home. Uh, we beat Burton the game before. And there was a feeling that, right, that's it now. We've, we've found what we need to do. We've found a willing, winning formula. we found a winning team. We've got Morecambe at home. No disrespect to the people that are going to be listening to this, but Morecambe are a team that's just been promoted. They are vastly over... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Over-performing. Um, where more Overachieving, yeah. Where Morecambe as a club should and have been in the past. So let's go and get another win. And then that feeling lasted eight minutes before Morecambe scored the first and it was back to square one. So, um, no, this isn't a false position. Crew are where they should be. Uh, I would say if we were being super nice, they might be 23rd because Doncaster looked equally as bad as we are when we played them. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. I think it's turning into a bit of a mini league, isn't it? By the looks of it, the halfway point of the season, there's going to be seven, eight, maybe even nine clubs in that bottom third all vying to stay above the bottom four line. So what what's changed this season then, Stuart? What, what, has, has the squad not moved on? Have other clubs got better? What's, what's the difference between comfortable mid-table and, and relegation fights? It's the opposite of the squad moving on. Too many of the squad moved on. Uh, I mean, what's gone wrong? How long have you got? That's about a two-hour <laughs> answer. Um, we, so we, as most people that are listening to this will know, crew play their academy players. Uh, they bring them up, they play them, they get them ready for league football. And then when they're ready, they move on. And then we have a lull where those players have gone and the next group aren't quite ready. And that's where we are at the minute. Uh, in the past, it was never the case that we lost so many all at once, but that's what's happened. Uh, we lost five, five key players from our promotion team and then the team that kept us in comfortable mid-table last year uh, in January and then the summer. So the two fullbacks, Perry NG and Harry Pickering, went to Cardiff and Blackburn, respectively. Charlie Kirk went just before the transfer deadline to Charlton. Owen Dale went to Blackpool. And Ryan Wintle left on a free to, well, he went to Cardiff. He's now on loan at Blackpool. Um, Those were key, key players for us um, in terms of how we played, but also the fact that we were playing as well as we were. Uh, So that's the first problem. The second problem is the recruitment's been really poor. Um, We signed two players um, in the summer who have now retired from professional football. One (laughs) never played a first team game. One played three or four games and decided he'd had enough. 
so I think it was a risk. It was a conscious risk that the manager took because he, he went for these players that had had injury problems. Uh, and the idea was that they were past those injury problems and other clubs may not have wanted to look at them because they, were, they had injury problems. Whereas Dave Artell had the opinion that they are better players than what we've got if we have them fit. Mm. Those two players have now retired from football because they, their bodies just weren't up to it. So that's the second problem. <laughs> the third problem then is that these players that we signed as replacements for the players that had moved on needed replacements because they'd retired. Um, another player who we signed was Chris Long, who has looked one of our best players, but he's very rarely featured. He's probably up to about six or seven games so far. Uh, so we needed the replacements. The replacements that have come in now aren't anywhere near good enough for League One players. They're not, they're not League One players. Um, so couple that with the squad that was left from last year, having been decimated from the academy players leaving, um, means that the squad, there's been too much change. Um, the players don't really understand how to play with each other yet because they're all new to each other. Mm. The formations had to change because the formation that Dave Artel has played for the last two and a half seasons doesn't work now with the players that we've got. And it took him a long time to accept that and stop trying to, you know, put these square pegs in round holes and move on to a formation that did work. Uh, so there's three problems. I think I'll probably leave it there. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> I'm in danger of just going on for too long. I suppose in, in football circles, Stuart, the, the crew model has been almost put on a pedestal, hasn't it, of, been, of bringing players through, improving them and then selling them on and moving them on to, to a higher level. That's all well and good. But when you're in League One, you move on your best players or they choose to move on to, to, to bigger and better things, you have got to replace them, haven't you? So is that a budget thing or is it just poor recruitment? What, 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 what's happened? I mean, the, the the thing with crew is we have this way and it's it's one of my favourite things about supporting the club that I do, uh, the academy. It's it's one of the things that I'm proudest to be the crew fan for. Um, but the problem is now, and it's not a crew problem, I think it's a societal problem, uh, is everybody wants everything straight away. You know, there's there's no way now of, right, you're here for two, three years, sign the contract, knuckle down, we'll make you into a really good League One, League Two footballer. And then when you're ready, then that's clubs will start pushing on. Now, um, teams seem to want to, or players seem to want to think, I've done it half a season, like Owen Dale did, or I've done a season. Uh, I want to push on now and become a, a substitute in the championship, which is exactly now what Owen Dale has yeah. done at Blackpool. Um, so it is a problem. Um, the other problem is agents. And I don't, you know, I don't want to go into <laughs> massive amounts of detail about agents, but I'll use an example. I was watching the, um, the Macclesfield FC, the Robbie Savage documentary this yeah. week. And he was talking about there, they're trying to start, they had to find a whole new squad because obviously they, they rebuilt this club uh, and they're, they're saying they needed to find players. But at the bottom tier, the, the tier that Macclesfield have had to come back into, the players who haven't got clubs at this bottom tier club have got agents. And he said, what, what is this about? I'm paying them 250 quid a week. So they're having to give 50 quid away to this agent every week. Uh, and that's the same, you know, Cruise, Cruise Academy players now have got agents, like 16, 17-year-olds. They're coming to the club, they're coming to Dave Artel 
and saying, well, this is what my, this is what my client wants before he'll sign a contract. He's 16. He's, he's in an academy that has been proven time and time and time and time yeah. again that if you play the way that they're coaching you to play, you will be a successful professional footballer. You know, I haven't got time to name the, the, all, you know, the players that have moved on from Cruise Academy to higher up in the league structure. Um, it's just absolutely bonkers. So this all leads to some fans, not me, but some fans saying it's not worth it, you know, because we, we got half a million for Perry NG. We got three quarters of a million for Harry Pickering, half a million for Charlie Cook. These players will be worth a lot more. I mean, Harry Pickering now is starting left back at Blackburn and they're flying. I think they're third in the championship. Yeah. So there's quite a few crew fans have taken Blackburn on as a sort of secondary team this year just because they want to see Harry Pickering playing in the Premier League because that would be another crew player that has come through our academy and is then a success in the Premier League. So this is another issue that we've got because we want to try and play and run the football club the way we do the way that the modern footballer or the or way the modern football works is it's becoming really hard to sustain a football club at a high level running it the way we do. Like you say, Stuart, it's, it's all well and good having the, the role of honour on the board, isn't it? Look at all the players we've developed and brought through to the Premier League and the Championship. That That's not going to keep you in League One, though, is it? What we have found from getting promotion this season... The overall, I don't know how you feel about this, but the overall quality of the better players between League Two and League One, not not too much in it, really. I think the better players in League Two, better players in League One, general overall ability, pretty equal. But we found League One to be a heck of a lot faster, a lot sharper, and you seem to be where you wouldn't be punished for every single mistake in League Two. It's that extra 10%. And you are punished and, and you concede that goal that you wouldn't concede in League Two. And, and that's really where we start to be found out this season. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think the money's trickling down. You know, the the Premier League has gone. You know, that soul has been sold. And so now all these outside investors, they're looking at the championship. And even that now is getting to a level where if you've got some money, it's hard for you to find a championship club. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at Wigan being brought last season by um, a Bahrainian prince. So because of that, that money is now filtering down to League One. There's some players in this division who should not be in League One. You know, Barry Bannon springs to mind, mm. who we, play, we played at Sheffield Wednesday recently. Uh, on Boxing Day, we've got James McLean coming from Wigan. Yeah. <laughs> He's an international footballer. He has no business playing in League One. Um but he is uh, because the money and it's it is weird because Crew are a small club, um, you know, we're not as small as Morecambe or Atkins and Stanley in terms of fan base, uh, but we are a small club. But the three clubs that I've just named are all in the same division as Sheffield Wednesday, as Charlton, as Ipswich, as Sunderland. It's a weird, weird division this year, League One, um, and there is massive disparity between the size of the wage budget, the size of the weight, uh, the wages, the players that can be signed for fees uh, between some of the clubs in this division and other clubs in this division. So I think it's obvious that there's going to be a bit of a disparity between the tops and the bottom. And to be honest with you, I think it's probably going to get bigger um, because English football is it's such um, a thing that people want to be involved in. 
around the world that people are looking to invest all the time. You know, what does Wigan mean to a Bahrainian prince? Nothing. But he's been able to get an investment into a football club that has won the FA Cup, that has a bit of history, recent history. Um, so there will be other people looking around and saying, all right, OK, well, who else is available? Yeah. You know, and that's that's the way it's going to carry on going. So Dave Artell, Stuart, is a Morecambe legend from his playing days, obviously. He's one of these players who would be welcomed back to the Mazuma Stadium with open arms at any given moment. And he has earned that right. He was a fantastic player for us. As a manager, though, Stuart, I suppose on one hand, great that he got you promoted into League One. But do you still think he's the right man for the job at this point? Um. Once again, I'm going to sort of go back to a conversation I was having the other day on the radio with um, one of the guys who does the I, I follow. Uh, and we were in agreement that probably yes. Um, you know, you say he's a Morecambe legend. Um, he's the only person in the cruise, cruise history that has captained and managed the club to a promotion. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll claim him as one of our legends as well. Yeah, I um, wouldn't disagree. Um, <laughs> but... He has lost some of the fan base this season, um, without a doubt. He's lost some of the fan base. He, he's making odd decisions in terms of some of his selection, some of his uh, comments to the press. People are finding it a little bit odd. Like the other day, um, he said that Sheffield Wednesday were the Real Madrid of League One. Now, what he means by that is the wage bill, the history, the size of the club. But in the age of social media, if you come up with a sentence, Sheffield Wednesday, the Real Madrid of League One, that's all fans are going to hear. And what they're going to take from that is we can't compete, so there's no yeah. point playing. Yeah. Um, so he has lost a bit of the fan base this year. Do I think he's the person that will take us out of this predicament? Probably not, no. Uh, I, I genuinely can't see this team staying up. You know, I've been supporting crew for, it's coming up to 30-odd years now, um, I know what relegation teams look like. I know what promoted teams look like. This looks like a relegation team. Um, but should he still have the job? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's been there now for four, five years. Uh, every single season he's been at the club until this one, they have finished higher than the season before. So he has. it has been a work in progress that's gone on for four years. Uh, last year was comfortable League One. This year we won't finish higher than last year. But that doesn't mean we need to throw him out of the club and say, thanks for your time. It's time to move on now. Um, football managers get very little time to do their job. Uh, and I think that he is at a club that do give managers time. I think, you know, you, you only have to look at how long Dario Gradi was there, for example. Uh, he got relegated. Um, well, he got promoted first and then he got relegated two years after. So, you know, very similar to Dave Artell. But then... They kept with him, he got promoted again, got promoted again, and we ended up in the championship for years and years. So if you give managers time, there's a possibility that they do know what they're doing and they can turn things around. But I think that feeling has definitely gone out of football again. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to stay up, but I don't want the manager to go at the same time. That makes our, our clash on the 29th all, all the more important. Then I, I think I've been speaking to other clubs and... Uh other fans of other sides in and around us. And, and they've said the same thing, that 
it's now uh, and that mini league, if you want to call it that, seven, eight, nine clubs all vying to get 20th or or higher. So, uh, so, so that makes our clash next week uh, very significant indeed. Yeah, it does. Um, I think you know, Crew's aim at this point of the season has to now be fifth bottom of the league. That's there's there's no other aim. We need to be there at the end of the season, fifth and bottom. It doesn't matter if we're there because of one goal on goal difference or a last minute equaliser to get the point that we need. That's Crew's goal, um, and it doesn't really matter who the four teams that are below us are. Uh, if Walker was one of them, sorry, but that's fine. Um, so it is a big game. Uh, we we should have had another big game last week that was called off away at Gillingham. Um, I mean, it is a fairly important set of games. We've got Wigan on Boxing Day, which I'm not expecting anything from. But then we've got you, then we've got Burton, who is one of the three teams we've managed to beat this season. So, um, yeah, I think by New Year's Day, either we'll have lost that opportunity or, excuse me, or we might have pulled ourselves back into a fight to stay up. Because nobody's cut adrift yet, are they? And I suppose other clubs' fleet would have had two wins and a draw in their last three. They're suddenly outside the bottom four. So nobody's adrift. It, it is very much all to play for still. I, I think that is the thing that surprised us the most. When we, yeah. you know, we beat Gillingham and then we beat Lincoln a couple of weeks later. And we were like, oh, oh, we're not so far off the other teams, which is a surprise because of how bad we've been this season. That... Well, maybe we could do it then. Maybe there is a possibility that we can pull ourselves out of this. So in terms of the way you play and uh, what we can expect, a, a lot of fans made the trip to Gresty Road, Mournflake Stadium, uh, not so long ago. You say a change of formation to, to perhaps a lot of fans who wouldn't have seen the away fixture. So tell us all we need to know there, Stuart. Um, formations, players to watch and everything we need to know. So it seems to be fairly settled now. Um, five, three centre-backs and then two wing-backs, three and then two up top, which is a bit of a change from the 4-3-3 of three, three yeah. the last few seasons. Uh, the big change that you'll probably have seen is the three centre-backs will be completely different. Luke Offord may have played the Morgan game, I can't remember. Uh, but we'll have Billy Sass-Davis, who is Welsh under-21 centre-back. Big, big, big lad. Um, he's been waiting a while to get his opportunity and then the other lad who hasn't been waiting a while is Zach Williams who's 17 um, so the, the back three the three centre-backs will be 21, 21 and 17 if they play and they should be playing um, so again it's that continuity of the academy all three coming up through the academy uh, all three young lads who probably make a mistake uh, but you, you do find that crew fans are a little bit more understanding of a 17 or 21-year-old centre-back making a mistake than a 27-year-old centre-back that's been brought in outside of the club. There is definitely a double standard in Crew's uh, fans' um, way that they deal with player mistakes. Uh, wing-backs, Rio Adebisi, who has had to wait for Harry Pickering to move on to get his opportunity. He's pretty much been the, the nailed-on left-back this year. He's OK. There's definitely some work to do. Um, I will just say that we sponsor him as a podcast. This, he's our player that we sponsor this year. But there's, there's things for him to work on. I think he, um, he doesn't quite produce enough going forward yet. Um, he doesn't stop enough crosses coming in, I don't think either. So, you know, two fairly 
key things to do there. Uh, right wing back is a mystery. It could be anyone. Um, we've got two right backs. Well, one's back from injury now. This is another academy player, Travis Johnson. Uh, first choice would be Kane Ramsey, who we've got on loan from Southampton, but he's still out, I believe. He might be back for this game. Uh, but we've had Scott Kashkett, who's a forward we signed from Wickham, playing right wing back. We've had Callum Ainley, who's a creative centre midfielder, playing right wing back. So it, that's that's sort of a mystery position. Um, and then midfield, possibly, uh, probably Luke Murphy, club captain. Possibly Scott Robertson on loan from Celtic. Possibly Regan Griffiths, yet another young lad who's waited his time. He's now starting to get a run of games in the first team. Possibly Ollie Finney. Uh, again, it could it, it could be anyone. Um, and then up front, Chris Porter will probably be playing, despite the fact he's now 38. Uh, and then Ben Knight on low for Man City, Mika Mandron, or Chris Long, if he's available. I mean, the fact that I can't tell you who's going to be playing shows you what a season it has. I think the best teams are the ones where you say, right, this player's playing here, this player's playing here, this player will play here. That's not the way crew season have gone. I think I'm right in saying they haven't named the same 11 in two successive games yet this season, wow. which I think that is an indicator of just what I mean when I talk about the problems within this club at the minute. We've got similar selection situations in terms of naming that continuity of, of starting 11. We have played most of the season 4-3-3. The squad that Stephen Robinson brought in was brought in to play 4-3-3. We seem to have settled on a back three, though, now in the last couple of games. It looked a lot more solid. Got a nil-nil draw against Fleetwood last time out. We actually played four full-backs and, and one central defender in the back five. So that seems to work pretty well. I think we'll go with the same lineup uh, against Duke, providing it's on. Of course, we'll talk about uh, ongoing situations in the sector, if we may. But uh, I think in terms of formation, we are going to be very much evenly matched. We were 4 3 3 at your place. We're now going to be uh, swapped around a bit. So it should be should be a decent encounter, I think, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. But that said, uh, that I'm, said, I'm, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, I say a decent encounter, I suppose, when we play Fleetwood last Saturday. An equal nil, 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 encounter, so. maybe. <laughs> an equal encounter. I'm not yeah. convinced I've seen many decent encounters this season. Um, so I'm a little bit reluctant <laughs> to agree with you on that one. Uh, it might be an equal encounter, you know, two teams that are both struggling near the wrong end of the table. Um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say decent. <laughs> well, we haven't scored in four games now. And obviously, we oh, well, are, you will against we ha- us. We have the worst defence in League One, unfortunately, which is why he's made the change to a back three and wing backs, I suppose. Uh, we say we haven't scored in four. We do have the division's top goal scorer in Cole Stockton, of course. We are desperate to keep him in the building on the 1st of February. That's going to potentially be the difference between us staying up and not maybe. Um, how have you, uh, or in, I suppose, your, your limited um, viewings of us this season, how have you seen Morecambe's campaign so far? Um, better than I think most people expected it to be. Uh, even taken into account where you currently are. Um, I think the start of the season really shocked a few people. I think I'm right in saying you beat Ipswich right at the start of the season. Drew with Ipswich uh, and then beat Sheffield Wednesday. That's it, yeah. Um, I think how I've seen Morecambe's campaign has mostly been on social media through Cole Stockton's achievements. I think that would be fair to say. that I don't think the rest of the squad really get too much mention. Um, but 
yeah, it's mostly through him. And to be honest with you, I'm a little bit disappointed we're playing you at the end of December and not January or February, because <laughs> I do think it will be a struggle to keep him. You know, as soon as a name gets mentioned in League One or League Two, there is a big, big possibility. It's easy scouting for clubs in the Championship. Oh, we're looking for a striker to score goals. This guy keeps getting talked about in League One and he plays for Morecambe, so we can easily pay him more um, wages. So I do think it will be a struggle for you guys to keep hold of him. Um, so for us to be playing at the end of December, that's a disappointment because it's possibly going to be one of his last games. He's possibly going to be looking at putting in some good achievements, knowing that people are watching him. Uh, good performances, rather, uh, knowing people are going to be watching him. Um, but I, that would be my answer to your question. How have I seen Morecambe uh, this season? Other than the game where uh, you look very good at Gresty Road, uh, mostly on social media, mostly through Cole Stockton scoring goals from his own half would be my answer. <laughs> you say playing at the end of December, Stuart. Uh, I, and fingers crossed we're going to be on, of course, but uh, the ongoing um, COVID situation here, games being called off left, right and centre, increased protocols for clubs and, and everything that goes along with the daily testing and, and everything else, all the other hoops that every single club has to jump through. That doesn't make it, well, it doesn't make it easy for any club, I suppose, but when you're in a relegation battle, it, it makes it doubly hard. No, it feels a little bit like last season as well now. Yeah. With um, we've, we, we had a lot of Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday of last year, like everybody, because the season was compressed. Uh, and this season, it was nice to see Saturday, then Saturday, and then maybe a couple of Tuesdays thrown in every month. Yeah. Uh, but it's getting to the point now where we're going to be playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, maybe even Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, we had a couple of games called off at internationals at the start of the season as well. So we had to fit them in Tuesday nights. We've already missed out on the Gillingham game. That was their call, not ours. I'm led to believe that the game against Wigan will take place on Boxing Day. Crew are confident. They released something this morning, I think it was, saying that they've all been tested. They've all come back, all coaching and all players uh, have all come back negative. So from our end, the game will be on on Boxing Day. Uh, it might change based on what happens at Wigan. I don't know. Um, but I mean, if the season is going to continue, which it will, because there's too much money for people to lose if it doesn't, um, then these games need to be played Um and that ultimately will what is what it will come down to, the, the money involved in not playing them. It doesn't make it any easier, though, I suppose, does it? Like you say, when we've already lost a few games, we've had three called off due to international call-ups ourselves, which is another thing that we would never have dreamed of a year ago. It's going to be a compressed second half of the campaign. And when you've got a small squad, when you're not performing as, as to your satisfaction when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, that uh, that doesn't help either. No, um, a crew have already played quite a lot more players they would have done this year than they they normally would do by the end of the season. I think we're up to 30 players have played in the first team wow. this year, uh, which is, I mean, again, that's far too many. And again, it's indicative of the, the struggle we found trying to find an 11 that works. Um, but some of those are 17 years old, 18 years old. Crew don't have a big squad. They, they never have. Um, and they will be... Uh, and again, having said earlier, the players that we brought in 
our players that have struggled with injuries, again, I think Dave Ortel took a gamble that hasn't quite worked in trying to find players with a bit more quality, just they need to stay fit. And I just don't think that's worked with some of them. Um, so it's it's going to be hard. I mean, it is going to be a hard um, second half of the season. We are out of both of the Cups. We're out of the League Cup, the FA Cup. We are still in the Pizza Trophy. Um, and I, I think I think we will be until January anyway, because we've got Rotherham in the next round. So that will probably be the end of that. Um, but if we if we are going to try and stay up, which you know has to be the aim, then I don't think it's a bad thing that we're out of all of the cup competitions because there is just going to be so many games that need to be fitted into such a small amount of time. So prediction time then, Stuart. How do you see this one uh, going on the 29th? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like to do these only because I, I don't like to predict crew not to win. Uh, and at the minute, if I predict crew to win, I sound like a lunatic. <laughs> um, so let's, let's go with 1-1. One, one. Um, yeah, we'll go with 1-1. One, one. That's I, I, I don't think that's a bad prediction. I'm going to go um, Morecambe 1, crew nil. I think it'd be another time. I think it'd be similar to Fleetwood, uh, who we played last Saturday. It'll be pretty tight. We'll keep it because because neither side are going to want to lose, are they? So I think it's going to come down to maybe a moment of quality from 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 an individual player, perhaps. Yeah, hopefully the one in the away kit. Let's go with that. <laughs> Stuart, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Give us the no sales. Problem. Give us the sales pitch. Then the Railway Men podcast. Where can we find that? Tell us everything we need to know. Uh, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Wherever you listen to a podcast, if you search the Railway Men podcast, then we will come up. Uh, we are the only current. There was a crew podcast that started a few years ago that ended, which is why I ended up starting this one because I thought a club needed a club, a, a fan podcast. Uh, so we've been going for about a year and a half now. Um, yeah, and it's, it's going really well. You know, we get lots of people on, uh, ex players, commentators, and and most importantly, we get lots of different fans on as well. And, and that's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it is a proper fans podcast. It's not corporate in that way. You get great guests on and, and the guests you get on are people who actually know and understand the division and, and the opposition and, and the team itself. And you can really get down and drill down into the actual nitty gritty of what fans want to hear. So, so it's a great listen, the Railway Men podcast and, and long may it rain. Thank you very much. Stuart, thanks for coming on. Um, I hope you stay up. I really do, because I, I think we've got some affection for crew and, of course, Dave Artel. So hopefully uh, we'll be both in League One next season. So good luck for the rest of the campaign after, of course, the 29th of December. Yeah, same to you, Dave. Cheers. Thank you. A massive thank you to Stuart Price, Crew Alexandra, super fan and host of the Railway Men podcast. Go and check that out now uh, for loads of Crew Alexandra information. It's a really entertaining listen ahead of the Alex's trip to the Mazuma this coming Wednesday. A vital League One game against the Shrimps. It's a 7.45 kickoff if you're heading down. If you're not, of course, as ever, full match commentary of the game on Shrimps Live uh, with myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith will be on air across North Lancashire and South Cumbria on 103.5 and 107.5 FM and also on DAB plus digital radio on beyond uh, across wherever you might be listening and also via I Follow Shrimps as well. And thanks for listening. 
listening to this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast as well. Tell everybody you know, tell your friends, tell everybody to download, listen, subscribe and share uh, like you have done in your tens of thousands so far this season. We really, really appreciate your support. We absolutely do. Uh, Thanks again and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.